0: I was chewing earlier, and I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is my mic right here. I was like, what oh, am I yeah. doing?
1: I don't get that at all. People who listen to people chew, like, that's my biggest pet peeve. That <laughs> just, was, yeah, yeah, that's like my personal hell is listening to people eating it. In personal hell.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know how people do it. I'm not even amazed. I'm just kind of disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> so like, cool. I have heard the... The ASMRs of like the dog chewing and like the cereal biting or like the cereal crackling. I kind of like it.
1: I don't know. I'm more of a visual person. So like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
0: but like the people. He wants to see people even.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll still be disgusted. <laughs> I'll hear it in my head.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Cool. How are y'all doing?
2: Doing pretty good. Doing I would say. Well.
0: Pretty well. Are y'all comfortable? Yeah. pretty yeah. really good. Cool. I'll oh, grab donut. Yeah, you grab the donut. Yeah, I grab
2: donuts and some kolaches. And you grab a kolache? I grab a kolache as well. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, a what a
0: kolache. A kolache? I don't even know what that is. Yeah,
2: there's... Kla- it's like it's pigs in a blanket. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Kolaches. I think the Czech version of what kolaches are,
2: right? I you're, you're telling me here. I'm, okay. I'm not sure. I know someone
0: out there. Some of my friends are gonna do, are gonna correct me whatever.
2: Well, this is this is great. This is the whole point of having That's comments good. down there, so that forever in this video, like. All the topics we talk about setting goals like life challenges overcoming things Number one comment's going to be like the history of kolaches like where <laughs> originated. absolutely hey everybody uh my name is brad so a little bit about me i have this is actually a particular topic that's very near and dear to my heart um, because i've actually done kind of new starts and fresh starts and had a lot of issues with goal setting throughout my life uh and so for me right now uh, i work for starbucks and then I also am an accountant and I'm self-employed and I work mainly with like small kind of freight companies. So I do like the books for them. I help them with their expenses. I help them with tax preparation, help them with payroll, that, that kind of things. So I kind of uh, kind of split my life down those kind of two different paths right now. And so uh, because of my you know experience being a little more aged than everyone else, uh, Jets <laughs> just called me back in. So Keaton, I'll kick it over to you.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Keaton. Um, right now I'm a full-time student. Um, Earlier this year and for the last two years, I was an investment analyst, um, so kind of similar um, background, um, but really I'm looking to get into something new. I'm looking to make a transition into data science, data analytics, so um, setting goals, you know, having something to do every day, working on skills, building those skills, and really laying the foundation is where I'm at right now, so um, starting new is... I'm pretty much at the like beginning, middle phase. So yeah,
0: this is a very uh, relevant topic for me (laughs) today. That's awesome. So what's intrigued me about y'all is y'all are both similar yet the same. Um, Whenever I moved to this new apartment, I met Keaton at an event. And then when I first started at Starbucks, a couple months afterwards, I would meet Brad and we would all become to be really good friends obviously
2: then. So I actually have a kickoff point specifically for that one. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, and so no, but so it's on like, like new beginnings, fresh starts, figuring things out. Yeah. Um, and so actually, I think one of the things that I did was I did a lot of interviewing for different jobs for different accounting positions, trying to figure out like, you know, did I want to, you know, be a person who was going to work a nine to five somewhere, or, you know, with accounting, it's going to be, you know, the 7am to 7 p.m.s. Uh, and I was trying to figure it out. So I did lots of interviews and, they all kind of started to blur together. And so I was kind of trying to figure out, like, how what's a, what's a way I could distinguish these interviews from each other? You know, some of them were boring. Some of them just like, hey, you know, I, I need a job. So I started asking the interviewers a specific question just to entertain myself. And so it was, I said, I would go in at the end of the interview. They always ask to say, hey, you know, do you have any questions for me? And it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the formality kind of, you know, oh, it was nice to meet you kind of thing. So what I decided I was going to ask him is I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, you're going back in time. You meet yourself coming into this job day one. You can give yourself one piece of advice. What would it be? And it completely threw them. Like they're prepared for like the, you know, so how would you like it working here kind of thing? They were never prepared for this question. And so like most, a few of them gave me kind of the standard, you know, oh, well, I'd tell myself to persevere. There's You know, the kind of silly little answers. Uh, a couple of them asked for time, gave me some pretty decent answers, but there was one that stuck out to me and it was fantastic. And it was, the person didn't have to wait at all. And they said, I would absolutely tell myself it's okay to fail and don't be too hard on yourself. Whoa. And so I really liked that as a piece of advice because that was something specifically that I struggled with when I was sort of going through, what did I want to do with my life? When I was coming out of college, when I was in college, I switched my major a couple times. I was initially in computer science. I switched it over into finance. And each time I felt such a big disappointment that I was going from something that I thought that I liked. And then once I tried it, I was like, this was not it. Well, but I wasted all this time. I wasted this money. So what am I doing with my life? Um, and so I was very hard on myself. But now being able to look back and say, hey, each of those things, like you were saying, they, you know, they become an opportunity later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh And so using those and then saying, hey, now I know the skills that I got from there are applicable in this area, or this helped shape me, or this helped give me the endurance or the drive or whatever to succeed. And so I I just really liked that answer. It always kind of stuck with me. And I almost really wish I'd heard that answer earlier in my life uh, so that I wouldn't feel like each of those moments were failures and the big setbacks. Instead, they were like an obstacle that I overcame that I could then use and grow from. So. Well, that's what um, yeah, I think that's
1: um, very interesting. Um, I agree 100%. Um, my, me finding myself came, me finding the most of myself mm-hmm. came from my biggest failures. So, um, straight out of high school, my mother passed away. I didn't take the time to deal with it properly. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna grind through it. I'm gonna do my own thing. I need to be on my own. I went to community college, flunked out of that. I don't think I think I' might won gone to like 10 classes total in a year. I feel like so I flunked out of that, moved back home, um, got my shit together, um, went to community college at, in my hometown and made it to university, went to Oregon State, um, was up and down there. Um, but that first year, my freshman year failing, kind of forced me to reset and like. Reevaluate, what do I want to do? Am I going to take the time, effort it takes to get what I want out of getting a degree? And yeah, that failure really made me just kind of look in the mirror and level up. And then when I got to the university, I was so up and down, like I was still inconsistent. I was still. You know, sometimes I get a uh, 4.0 or 3.5. Other semesters, I get like a 0.6 GPA. And so,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it's very inconsistent, very uh, roller coaster. Um, but, you know, as long as you're evaluating yourself and you're like being real with yourself, mm-hmm. um, you grow from those situations. So I ended up finishing that degree eventually. Um, I think it took, I was a five year. Um, student, and you know, being a mediocre student, you don't get the best jobs. You don't get the jobs you really want. Um, so, I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car for a year <laughs> as a management trainee. I was just so miserable. Like every day, it was a task to do. Like you just wake up and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" And then you gotta work at the airport, and you you work the worst shifts. You're like there at four o'clock in the morning to like in the afternoon and then you have a revolving schedule on top of that. So sometimes you're Whoa. they're like ten PM to like seven
0: AM. It's just it was awful. Well, um, at the same airport or at different airports? Like would you same do, airport. Same oh, okay, airport. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't know if you were like flight attendant, like traveling to other No,
1: yeah. They, yeah, you know how they have this like the rental car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay,
0: okay. Um those are crazy times though, like 12 hour shifts.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, it was like 12 hour shifts, just the worst time, revolving schedule, nothing's consistent. I think that's been a thing for me. Uh, but anyway, um, like being that miserable, that was like another, I guess, failure in my mind. And mm-hmm. that made me want to level up again. It's like when you're not happy with something, change it. Yeah. Like man. do something to
0: better yourself so that your outcomes are better. Brad, can you repeat that quote that the guy that told you that it stuck out in those interviews?
2: Yes, absolutely. So what they said was, don't... I mean, of course, now I'm going to butcher my own quote. Someone's <laughs> going to go back in the comments and, comment <laughs> and be like, he, he did the quote different <laughs> each time. Um, but in essence, the gist of it was, it's okay to fail. Don't be too hard on yourself. Like, don't beat yourself up for failure.
0: Hmm. I like that a lot, actually, from both of you. Uh, I remember when I first started photography back in my sophomore year in college, I like officially said, I'll do this part-time, like get some side money for like maybe maybe uh, get more equipment or just like use it for like Northgate or something because you know, college. Um, and I didn't see a lot of traction until I started posting on Instagram. Um, and even then I expected for some reason in my mind that I was gonna be this great and like amazing photographer that everyone would know in college, but that never really happened until after I graduate, until Uh, I decided to actually take it full-time, which was insane to me because I continued to fail and change my style and continue to fail and change my style until I got somewhere where maybe people decided, oh, he's actually really good. (laughs) I mean, the entire time you're faced with people saying, oh, you're doing great, you're doing okay, you're doing fine. And I mean, in in our own heads, in our own situation, we're always like... I'm an imposter. There's no way I'm doing that good. Like, I know what I'm going through. I know what I'm feeling. And it does not feel great. When in your life has that moment actually appeared in your mind? And when have you actually recognized it? And did you do something about it? Um,
1: I mean, uh, I don't, <laughs> I'm so Like, I feel that right now. <laughs> like, going through my degree, like, a master's degree in economics, I'm like, I did pretty well these first two semesters, and I still feel like i don't well know well enough like oh wow. i don't I don't know if that's a just perfectionist type of thing where it's like if I can't detail everything I've learned, I feel like I'm not there yet, or if it's because like I haven't graduated and I don't have the position I wanted, and the end goal isn't there yet, mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think dealing with imposter syndrome and all that is just a evolving thing. And like people who have a growth mindset might always feel that to some extent.
2: So I think probably for me, it it probably, I would have to keep it back and and kick it back to the, the college days when I was kind of first going in jobs. And for me, I went into these fields. I started doing what I was doing from the degree. It's like I I had an internship as a programming internship. And I enjoyed it all right. Mm -hmm. But I was just, I felt like I was, I felt like I was a scammer. Basically, I was like, I cannot believe you're paying me to like, basically learn this on the job. You know, I, my, I guess, and that was maybe another misconception I had about is I thought you go to college, you get all the training that you need. And then boom, you hit the the job force, you know, job market and you're, you're good to go. You know, everything.
0: You hit the ground running.
2: Exactly. And then every job I've had, you know, I've John Snowed, I've known nothing going in. And so I've, I just literally felt like a scam artist. I just said, you're paying me and I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'm sitting here, like I'm reading, you know, web tutorials on like how to do the thing that you're paying me to do. And you're paying me to read these web tutorials. And in fact, at one point I even did go to my boss and I just said, Hey, I don't really know how to do this. You know, I, the thing you're asking me, I don't code in this programming language. I don't really even understand it. Uh, and he was like, "No, it's fine. You know, you just to buy you some books. You know, just just study, or whatever." And and that's kind of where I realized that I think I think it's universal. I don't think it's like it's not just to us to say, "Hey, you know, I think we've got a couple little things." I think for the most part, everybody, uh, you know, <laughs> we're all we're all just winging it. Everybody just wings at some level. And once we become very proficient in that space, then it changes. And then we say, "Oh, okay, I've been doing this for all I know it, but I'm certain that there's got to be a six month, year, two year period in." anything that we switch to where we're just feel like we're we're, we're faking we're just we're we're the imposter there and that someone's going to figure out soon that i don't belong here
0: well (laughs) what's that that guy doing there?
1: i think a big part of that too is like social media and like just have like romanticizing about success a lot of people who you see who are successful, it looks like they just kind of like showed up there. Like they came in, they knew what they were doing. And it's like, you don't see the years, weeks, months, whatever of process, yeah. like the process that they go through to gain those skills, gain that knowledge. Like you just think you are supposed to jump in, work hard and it all comes to, but there's just this up and down process of Um, learning failing learning failing and eventually you end up putting it all together
0: yeah there's people born in this world with like amazing talent and they have an eye or like a specific skill for something but then there's those i always refer to like pieces of art or like results of hard work that kind of appear for you for like a second like for photography it's one image that took maybe 30 seconds to snap at the very least 30 seconds But behind that is years and years of looking at different photos, knowing the land, knowing the people, knowing how people behave, and knowing shapes and forms and everything that goes behind what a good photo looks like and what your eye perceives as a good photo. It's insane to think about. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like that was like a stopping point right there. (laughs) No, no.
2: I mean, if you, you want me to kick it back up again. I uh-huh. said, I can kick it back up again. Um, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look at the outline too. Sorry. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, sure. No. Um, well, and so I feel like in a lot of these cases, we, I think most people do wing it. In fact, if you look at a lot of like the great master's art, I uh, sort of to bring it back to sort of the art and photography again. Um, maybe these guys did have a fantastic talent for it you know guys gals whatever um and but you you look at early work from them and the perspective is bad you know the old sketchbooks but that's not that's not fun it's like you said it's not the romanticized version we want to see these finished beautiful pieces that took them hundreds of hours to make and we're like oh my gosh just think i could paint like that i could draw like that um, so and we have the romanticized notion of success of saying well if i just take a couple of classes and start practicing on my own not realizing that this is Thousands of hours. This is tens of thousands of hours of, of work and hard work and effort to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that probably then maybe even can tie some of our later points is kind of the societal focus on success, not hitting failure, uh, and just achieving your dreams and being amazing at them. When I think in reality, every time I've gone into any kind of job or any kind of field, what i've met is the opposite i haven't been very good at it i've had to work very hard at it and success did while it can come naturally through hard work it was not it's like i walked in i'm just like bam i'm the best at this nobody's better than me so i don't know i feel like maybe that's a i mean that can be an entire podcast just by itself to sort of societal expectations and the instagram effect of oh look at these people they're so put together when they you know deleted 99 percent of the pictures that they took because yeah. they needed that one good one yeah.
0: And continue to gain those followers, and then deleted some followers or unfollowed people <laughs> to get that ratio up. Exactly. No, it's insane. And um, in, in another podcast, I was talking to two business owners, and we ended up getting into a conversation about the ebb and flow of things, mm-hmm. and how their business started, and they had this great boost, and then all of a sudden the ebb came in, and they were having a rocky time. They had trivial pursuits, they had obstacles in their way, but then that led them into creating something different about their business that changed their perspective. In those shifting moments, have y'all changed your perspective or done something different that has kind of brought you up or brought you to a different place? Um, yeah, I think in my
1: f- second, well, the transition from my first to my second undergrad, mm-hmm. um, just having a clear goal of what I wanted um, to gain. Um, I just started putting in more work. Like hmm. I didn't wanna be an average student. I didn't want an average job. I didn't want to, cause I already did that. I already did that. I knew what it was like, um, wasn't for me. Um, so yeah, just like putting in that extra work, dedicating myself, um, really like, I was watching a video about Michael Jordan or it was Joe Rogan talking about Michael Jordan, how he's like kind of insane, like he's mentally ill, like yeah. on a certain level. And I think you have to like be that a little bit to like really obsess over the things you want and like reach that level of success, whatever that is to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think probably for me, those ebb and flow moments have kind of like what Keaton said, those have been the those have been the watershed moments that have changed my life. It's not in fact, if I really think of all of the successes that I've had, those really tend to fade. I understand that that's like a survival thing. You know, if you make it across the street just fine, it doesn't matter. You don't need to remember that one. If you, you know, you walk across, you get attacked by a wild animal, you need to remember because the next time you're going to look. Um, <laughs> that's a great point. But I, but I feel like it's, it's that way in my life too, in that all of the bad things that have happened to me, sure, I remember those. And I always say, oh, that was a failure. But because I remember it and I don't want it to happen again, I don't want to be, you know, an average student because I did the same thing. I had the same thing. I went to college and just you know, said, oh, I don't really you know. I've always been good at getting grades. It's going to be easy. And it wasn't. It wasn't easy. Um, and the same sort of thing in life. When I say, hey, this is the career that I want. This is the path I want to pursue with my life. Yeah. And every time when I've hit those setbacks and said, I have to change something up or this is going to go bad, mm. those have been, I think, they're really the most, those are the moments when I get the growth. Those are the moments when I experience, I get the goals. I see how do I want really want to focus my life kind of from this point forward. So for me, I think those those moments of the ebb and flow, definitely in the ebb, I think that's probably the most valuable point for businesses, for our lives, because those are the ones where we see, I don't, I don't want this to be like this anymore. I, you know, I need to change something.
1: Yeah, Dude, that's a great point. Like, just how, like, um, like that negative situation just kind of, like, leaves a scar. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're all, like, you don't, you never want to, like, go through that process again. So, like, it's almost like it creates, like, a floor like the floor keeps rising the more you get scarred and then like you never want to go back down
0: a level
2: I like that that's good yeah
0: mm. yeah that Oof. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I've been listening to some like motivational talks um I've been trying to think of something new or like how did someone get to this new place in their life to where they shifted perspectives and they continued to adapt uh and I don't know if it was Joe Rogan, I think it was Will Smith who said uh, that those successful people have some sort of like, delusional element, where when they fail, they know that they have to get back up, but they're going to get back up harder, and they're going to continue to go because they're dead set on being this type of success, they're dead set on being a basketball player, or they're dead set on being the best photographer or something like that, and they will continue until they don't fail. Now, have y'all kind of found a goal that you want to do that, that's like, I need to succeed in this because this is where I want to be in life or this is what I want to do within all of this, um, all of your careers, at least? Yeah,
1: I wouldn't say there's a main goal. Um, I feel like my big picture goals are always kind of evolving. Mm. I think the smaller goals are what I am most like, driven towards. Those steps and eventually those lead me to wherever I want to go. Um, so like if you would have asked me six years ago, would I be working on my masters in Texas? No. If you asked me 10 years ago, would I even gone to college? Maybe not. Like, I don't know. I feel like if I take things maybe like year by year, month by month, um, day by day, and I set a goal for myself for that day, that month, that year, um, it'll lead me to accomplish small things that end up being large things without having to commit to one path that I think, um, you know, maybe it's right for me at a certain point in time. And then things start to divert. And I feel more passionate about going left instead of right or up instead of down. So, um, yeah, I I try to focus more on smaller goals and obsess over those (laughs) instead of like, oh, I want to be like CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know what it even entails. Like, I'll take the steps to figure it out if life
0: leads me that way. But right. So what's your small goal right now then?
1: Uh, my small goal, so I have a few. Um, I mean, number one is finish my degree. I guess that's not necessarily a small goal, but um, I guess more shorter term. Yeah. Um, finish my degree. Um, I have a couple independent projects I'm starting to work on, so oh. um, I'm going through a couple of certificates, so building right. my skills in Python, R, SQL, Tableau, so data visualizations and programming languages. And then um, using those certificates, skills, and my degree to land a position by the end of the year. So,
0: um, yeah, that's my, like, I guess, 2022 yeah. end of the year goal. Wait, are, they, are the projects the, like, da- data analyst projects?
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm doing a – I'm trying to be – well rounded, so I'm doing something like healthcare, finance, right? Um, just like personal interests, data analysis, that type of entertainment. stuff. Uh, entertainment. Like so media. yeah, I want to do like <laughs>
2: I think a- of about- data entry, entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wanna, Can I get a spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no spreadsheets. No spreadsheets. Oh no. <laughs> no spreadsheets. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I want to do something like I don't know. I've, like I'm a big movie person and i watch a lot of youtube like i <laughs> just random videos on youtube um and what i notice is that these spaces are getting extremely diluted with like the same thing over and over again like every action hero movie is the same i get the same things on youtube i get the same things on instagram and i'm like where's the diversity so i want to look at how oversaturation of Certain genres in movies um, of recommendations on YouTube and Instagram affect viewership, profits, mm. screen time, that type of stuff and exposure
0: to um, like creators, creators, yeah, content creators and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. There's always like different like, genres for that stuff, too, like like uh, like different TikToks that are around, like there's like Frog Talk. Sorry, I burped and I said frog. There's like you should just riveted. That's what it should have been. There's like pod talk, like it's just like podcast TikToks. There's like fashion talk, like get get ready with me talk. Like there's a bunch of okay TikTok genres out there that are specified for people based on the algorithm, right? And I'm assuming that's what happens with like YouTube a lot too. Yeah, now with YouTube, right? That's crazy.
1: It's all yeah. It's all an algorithm, which is cool that they can like automate that but at the same time the computer is just like oh they click the like I could watch a sports highlight on the Raiders yeah and then it's gonna give me like 10 more highlights of the Raiders like I just watched this like I want Mm -hmm. something different and I think that's why Joe Rogan is such a big like he's such a big personality because he could talk about anything Mm -hmm. like he could talk about like aliens to like (laughs) construction to politics to literally anything in the world, and he's very well versed in just about every topic. And so I think that diversity just obviously, I mean, it makes
0: sense that it would bring more people in. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's, his reach is so far like that. Yeah. Because of all uh, the, the variety. Interesting. Sorry, not to get distracted by that. <laughs> do you have a delusional goal that you're sort of set on right now?
2: Honestly, I think if, for me, it really is trying to expand my own, my own private, like accounting business. Mm. Um, and obviously that becomes more and more difficult because as I am sort of working two jobs right now, uh, it becomes harder and harder to then say, oh, I'm going to spend all the more. I mean, you're, you're well aware of this. That was sort of the same thing. You know, we worked together and you just said, Hey, I really need to take this full time. Yeah. So for me, I think my goal is eventually moving myself to that point where I can become a little more self-sufficient with that. Um, nice. But I do think that sort of, I guess to sort of tie it back into Keaton's points, because I really do, I'm really very interested in that. I think that the, what you're talking about sort of exposes, not necessarily a flaw, but it's, like you said, all action movies are the same. You know, the way that algorithms sort what people want to watch and what kind of videos to recommend to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are written for the lowest common denominator. They don't. They're not looking for the free thinkers. They're looking for maximum ad revenue. They're looking for maximum yeah. targeted videos. And it makes me a little bit sad when I look at stuff because I'll go back and I'll watch yeah, older movies. And so, like, I, have you guys seen The Fifth Element? It's the yeah. one's got Bruce Willis in it. Yeah, no, like Chris uh, Tucker. Yeah, and Chris <laughs> and Chris Tucker. Yeah, it's a. It is a campy sci-fi movie. It is super goofy. Like it's. There's <laughs> got like literally like foam outfits and stuff. But it's a really fun movie. It they're really so is. So good. I love <laughs> that movie, but. I realize wow. now there's no way a studio would take a chance on a movie like that. There's just no chance. Someone pitches them an idea and it's like, okay, yeah. There's like these like five stones and like you know the, like there's these ancient guardians of them and like you know they, this, this old retired like army guy has got to go. Like the studio's like, okay, yeah, we got you. for, well, we're not doing that. That's um, Avengers
0: right there. Huh? That's Avengers right there. That is explained. Avengers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Never mind. You're right. They wouldn't make it. Uh, let's put Thor in it. Uh, <laughs>
2: But I, but I think, but that's sort of the problem is that before when so many of these fields weren't filled in, mm-hmm. you know, they just basically said, Hey, you know, think you got to get some money and maybe, you know, make a movie and people were like, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. You know, when it was YouTube, it was just like, Hey, I'm going to film myself in the backyard, slice some watermelons with a katana. Do you think anybody would watch that? And it was, and people were like, wow, this is so new. This is so novel. But now we're, we live in an age of data and metrics and information. Obviously, you know, this, you know, being data science, um, I think that there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad in this field without differing too much from goals. But I think maybe then a goal would be um, sorting and finding people again in this. Because I think we've become too focused on saying we only are going to make this movie because it makes $800 billion. Or that we only think that this, this is the trend that this is going, this would not be a successful movie. And I understand that the information is useful. I mean, even at Starbucks, the same kind of thing. We need to reach certain re- metrics, certain yeah. ratings. Um, and I feel like The experiences of customers there, the experiences of moviegoers, the experience of people on Instagram, it's all getting funneled into these certain realms because that's the thing the algorithm says maximizes profit.
1: Yeah. And yeah, to build off that, that made a yeah, that was a great point. Um with today, and tying this back to goals, is that like instead of taking a chance like you said, and like just maybe even just allowing creativity people aren't thinking of like their passion it's everything is goal driven it's profit driven that's the goal and I think that can be the issue with goals is that you become so tunnel vision that you don't it's it's about is it worth it money wise instead of just taking a chance on something new instead of something formulaic and just taking a chance and seeing how it goes like that goal can also cloud your vision if it's not necessarily not aligned but if it's not um i don't know how to put this
2: um i think aligned's probably pretty good
1: yeah i mean yeah i guess so
2: i don't know but i mean i don't know i I feel like that's why it's important, like you said, to have the smaller goals in life, to have, the, I mean, have them as fluid. Obviously, goals are very important. I mean, like, you know, I even looked up a couple of papers on like, you know, you know what was, what's the importance of goal setting and for achieving progress? And it really does show that setting a goal in our life, whether it's financial, whether it's for a career, it's very important. And really, when people don't set goals where they just say, oh, I'm, I'd like to get a promotion at work. It's, they don't, there's nothing to achieve they don't do anything. When they say, hey, you know what? I'm going to work hard. I'm going to show up on these certain days. When they set goals, that's when they achieve results. Um, But I think it's very important to not just confuse that with, oh, I set a goal and, you know, like Will Smith, like Michael Jordan, you know, I just say, I'm going to pursue this fanatically. Um, It's more important to keep them fluid. And, And maybe they had had those failures and they'd had the time in their life where they kind of had refined those down. But I think, starting with small goals. And like you said, having those kind of form that branching path of this is my short term, this is my midterm. And that, yeah, it might be cool to be a fortune 500, but I'm not going to make that my one big goal. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to work on my degree. I'm going to work on all this other stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I think I have a clear way of what I was trying to say is that you can get lost in your goals. Um, I haven't seen the movie Whiplash, but I know it's about, have you seen the movie? Mm
2: -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Whiplash, like He wants to be the best drummer ever. Like he gets completely lost in that goal. And it's not just about achieving that. It's about how you achieve that. And you're like remaining yourself through that process. You keep selling your soul, your happiness, your dignity, whatever, to be the best at anything. Like those people are still... Human mm-hmm. yeah. at the end, like they can still be miserable people and have everything they thought they wanted. So um, I think just remaining yourself through that process is extremely important.
2: I mean, I guess that kind of falls to then maybe kind of even like work life or just kind of balance in your life. Because right. um, I mean, I've had plenty of friends that have pursued careers because they knew it was high dollar. They said, yeah. hey, I can make $150,000 a year. I can make $200,000 a year, like super fast and you know to them they said hey i didn't have this stuff growing up you know i want fast cars i want nice houses and then they get it and everyone's like everyone like, all my friends were so jealous you know, we're all like oh my gosh i can't believe he's living That's in this miserable. house He's yeah. got this yeah it's, it must be awesome and they're miserable they're sure. absolutely miserable and they're just like man i wish i could it sounds like you guys have so much fun at work i'm like well yeah i mean it sucks at work too you know, yeah. like, you know? but they're like yeah i know but it, it would just be nice to just you know have fun just have people to joke with at work and i'm just like oh wow you, that doesn't that sounds like you didn't really get what you wanted um and so I think maybe then having not just career goals, but having like personal goals, but like, like you said, for working on yourself, uh, that kind of tie that back from earlier. Um, I think that's very important. I think that that's something that I personally tend to neglect a lot. I tend to focus mm-hmm. a lot of my goals on career, where I want to move my life, but not having personal goals like, Hey, am I okay? You know, <laughs> or is, is this goal affecting my own personal health? That maybe it's a good goal for me of saying, Hey, I want to grow this business. But, you know, if I start working, you know, 80, 120 hours a week and I'm working another job and I don't have any social life, you know, my own health declines. Was that really a good goal, even if my business succeeded? Hmm. So.
0: Yeah, that's something tricky to question. I never, I, I feel bad when I talk about this because I never, I never actually think about that stuff. Um, it's very ingrained in the way I grew up that my parents always put morality before, before business. My dad owned his own business. He was a private contractor. My mom... Uh, graduated with a finance degree in the Philippines, and then came to the U.S. and then became an RN because she wanted to and because she wanted the free healthcare. <laughs> um, but for the most part, they smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it was it was nice. Um, but for the most part, they weren't so focused on making money. And their their number one goal, their simple goal, was to make sure that me and my brother went to college. That wow. was it, the most basic goal ever. It had a lot of complications, surely, but. Both my brother and I didn't have to worry about how much we were gonna make, even though we weren't like in the best like tax bracket. Um, th- their expectations weren't so high for us to uh, continue to try and jump and reach. We always just kept climbing because they always supported us from the bottom. It was crazy to me to think that. And when I look back on it now, my dad was probably the happiest motherfucker in the world <laughs> because he he saw that I was an Aggie and he was just like. He's in college now, great, but then the years that I weren't, or that I, sorry, my vocabulary, the years that I was not at home, he, uh, I don't know if he found anything to do with his life sometimes. Because he was just so content and happy that he started farming. He just made a little garden in the backyard, took care of the dog, and then he was like, I'm going to go back to the Philippines and build a vacation house for us. And I was like, "That's awesome! Like, yeah. I'm so happy for you." <laughs> um, That's the way to do it. Yeah, he's. I mean, he. That sounds amazing. He he had diabetes and he died in 2019. Oh, but he was th- yeah, but he uh, he was still one of the happiest people that I've ever seen, and he didn't have like a thriving private contracting business. You can set small goals and continue to live. I guess the happiest person in the world, or the happiest to you, at least, you know. Uh, and still feel successful. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to is that success isn't measured by, you know, how well you do in, in your finances or business. Maybe it's your, it's your own goals, I guess. I don't know, what, what, do, y'all, what do y'all think?
1: I 100%, 100% agree. Um, I mean, we live in like the ultimate capitalist society. Yeah. <laughs> so goals- USA, USA. Yeah. <laughs> um, so goals are like generally defined as monetary success, fame attention Mm. um that type of stuff we're just like one big media outlet um for like celebrities and yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah. um but yeah no success is very subjective and your goals don't have to be like work oriented monetary oriented oriented um you have family goals, you can have like relationship goals, you can have personal goals. Um, yeah, whatever defines one person's happiness, like that's up to them.
0: Right.
2: Hmm. Well, I was going to say, I think even, I, I like that you brought up things like relationship goals. Um, Because I personally went through a lot of failed relationships and it was, it was my, it was my fault. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) If you're listening. (laughs) I I apologize. (laughs) But hey, you know what? Years later, I finally figured out what was wrong. Um, But I, but I do think that, but that's it is that I, uh, I didn't set goals for myself. I just said, basically said, I'm just going to go into this. It's going to be a relationship. And at the end, it's happily ever after. and It's going to work out. Uh, and so I didn't put any work in it. I didn't put and say, Hey, you know, what do I want going forward with this relationship? What's the effort even I have to put in to keep it moving in a positive direction I never set those. And I ruined a bunch of relationships all in a row until I really kind of finally got it sorted. Um, but I think it's, like you said, it's very important to then not just focus on career. And in fact, sort of per your point as well, I think those are some of the happiest people, not the ones that are most successful. They just say, Hey, you know what? I got a great family and you know what? I work an okay job and I come home and I see my family and It's awesome. Life is great. And then I have all my friends that are like, Oh no, I'm single and I'm making a ton of money and they're, they're miserable. They absolutely yeah. are. And so I really think in that situation, I don't want to be like the person that's miserable. You know, I want to say, Hey, what's this person? What did they do? What, what family goals, what relationship goals, what life goals do they set for themselves that make them happy instead of just successful.
1: Hmm.
0: yeah I don't know I think no that, that, that's really good sorry <laughs> I'm just trying to what are those uh,
1: What are those things for you like um, those goals or like
2: yeah I guess you've been talking about us this entire time yeah. <laughs> what those, yeah.
0: what are those goals that you're trying to achieve I mean hey this is my podcast <laughs> okay, <you know?
2: laughs> um, yeah no insider knowledge
0: that <laughs> <laughs> uh it's, it's been a goal for a really long time whenever I think it was it was around the time I tore my ACL when I was uh, going to college. I tore my ACL at the start of my senior year in high school, uh, and I realized that I could work so hard at something for so long. Um, and I think most of the people who know me in my soccer team, too, know that I would stay after school to just, like, practice by myself, practice my shot, my touch, see if I can, like, get a little bit better, even if I didn't have, like, a, a private train or anything, not that I could afford one by myself. Um, but then after that, I would go and work at Michael's and do an art store. Um, and I hated that job. But it got me money, and it got me, like, new cleats. It got me new a new ball. It got me a ukulele, too. Um, and... I realized I could that's work. the most important
2: part, the ukulele.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it, 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 I realized I could work so hard and then have it all stripped away within just a, a flash of a second of like anybody can take it away. And I didn't realize that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so I told myself, OK, what can I do if I'm injured that would help me or help the team at least?" Uh, and I could at the very least, I could sit on the sidelines. I could attend both varsity games, bring snacks, just hang out and just bring up the morale if people were sad or something, or just like joke around. Um, And at that point, I was having the time of my life because I wasn't having to work hard, but also I was having really fun, or having a lot of fun, and I was just with my friends most of the time. And that goal became apparent to me right at that moment, right around my first game that I came back and like sat on the bench, I was like... I need to do this for the rest of my life. I don't need to sit on the sidelines, but if I can somehow gain monetary value and continue to keep the people I love in like a comfortable setting while also just being myself, then that is the number one goal I need to strive to be. And so, I mean, my, my, be- my best friend came over this past weekend he knows yeah. <laughs> uh, and he asked me what are you going to do if you, if, you, uh, if you win the billion dollar lottery and I said at first I'm going to buy a house and a neighborhood for all of us so that we can hang out uh, and then I'm going to buy my mama a house and my brother house and that was it I couldn't think of anything else that I would do with that money I'm like okay I'm set for life if I, can, if I know they're all comfortable and, and living well so I guess I'm, I'm trying to strive to get to that point in my life and see how far I can go but I, I don't care about money I don't have any any stake or value in, in capitalism. I just want everyone to be safe,
2: and I can hang out with them. If only you could purchase safety with money. Are you pitching an idea? Just kidding. Yeah, no, you can pay me. I'll just. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: no, but that's um I don't know, that's something something new that happened in my life that I was like, I need to do that, and I just don't know how I'm gonna get to it yet. Um, but with that, I started trying to find help. And all of a sudden, the help would come to me later in the form of architecture, professors, um, a camp that nurtured my photography, all that stuff. Um, so I guess a couple last bits. Um, I'm gonna to refer to some of these famous actors and, fam- and famed people because they, uh, they, they would induce speeches for motivation or for, um, for confidence or something like that. And I would look, at, look them up on YouTube. Um, but Chris Rock mentioned a story about him being, or him having a flat tire on the side of the road, and then him trying to wave people down saying, hey, I need help, but no one would stop to help him. Like, why would you not do that? He has a flat tire. It wasn't until he started pushing the car himself that people actually stopped and decided that, oh, we need to help this guy push his car to the next gas station. The point is he, he emphasizes that people want to help people who are helping themselves. So I guess, was there a moment in your life where you realized that or where you recognized people are coming to help me because I'm already doing the thing that I'm doing or that I'm already trying to pursue my goal and they just want to help me pursue my
2: goal? <laughs> just your, your own key? Yeah. So actually, um, I, I definitely do have one of those moments. Uh, and it's kind of when... So, I mean, I struggled through a lot of different careers. I went into computer science, I went into medicine, right. um, you know, I've been in finance, you know, customer service, you know, now, you know, what just all of these <laughs> other ones trying to figure out kind of what did I want? Uh, and I really, you know, I've been in the military for a while. Uh, and so for me, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I Because every time I try something, I just said, I kind of hate this, you know, I don't, I don't like this, or I really like this, but I didn't like the application. Whereas like, I really enjoyed medicine. Um, but I really wasn't sure that I wanted to go to be a doctor or to be a nurse. But I was just like, you know, how? But how do I practically use this? Otherwise, it's just kind of useful but useless for me. Knowledge. Right. Um, and so I kind of ended up actually kind of pulling my life apart, trying to just restart it just over and over again, and not really sure what was going on. And and I was very depressed at the time. I was really struggling. I didn't have personal health goals. Um, and so I just kind of felt like my life was tanking. And so I finally just reached out and I just said, hey, you know, I need some help. I just, I can't do this. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what kind of things I want. I don't have goals. I'm just, I'm stuck. I'm just spinning my wheels here. And I was like, my cynical self was like, no one's going to help me. You know, everyone's just going to be like, well, you dug this hole. So I guess you better try hard to get out of it. Uh, and instead... That was, like in your story, that's when all the help showed up. That's when everybody said, hey, you know what? We can help you out if you need a place to stay, if you need career advice, if you need some mentoring. And so, like, people just popped out of the woodwork with all this super useful help. Really helped me get back on my feet. Um, hmm. And so, I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, I guess there's that old, you know, tonstoffel, and no such thing as a free lunch. Um, yeah. But, like, say you're, like, at the gym and you see somebody, like, climbing the rock wall. And you see that they're like, they're really struggling. Like they, they're going for that top though, but they're just, you know, their fingers are slipping. They keep falling. They're getting frustrated. It's not there. They're, exactly. Shock you know what? And you know, Hey, you know what that person made at the top. I would feel awesome if I helped them out. You know, that'd be so cool that we both get to the top together and you get on there and you climb with them. And you're like, Hey man, come on. You know, I got you. Um, but if you see that person that's standing at the bottom and they just say, bro, I really want to get to the top. And you're like, yeah, let's, let's do this. And they're like, yeah, cool. If you could just like, just tie me onto you and just like go for the top, <laughs> you know, let, yeah, let's do this. And you're like, I'm not going to do that. And there's, there's no satisfaction of like, I'm not impressed. That I managed to carry two people to the top of that. Like, that's not a personal goal of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's what it is. I think it's very rewarding to be able to help someone and know that it mattered. Not just because they said, oh, man, I really appreciate that you helped me change that tie. I really appreciate that you helped me climb that rock wall. It's that your assistance meant something to that person. And so it's that you didn't do it for them. You helped them. And I think those are the things in life I remember was those moments when I said, I can't do this or when I was struggling. And someone said, hey, we got this. We'll do this together. Uh, and I really appreciate that. So I think there's just kind of a part of human nature that, you know, arm in arm with somebody carrying you over the finish line, I think that's rewarding both for the person that needed the help and for the person doing the helping versus doing something for someone, just saying, hey, I'm providing you this service or I'm just going to give you all this money or I'm just going to do the job for you or whatever. That there's no satisfaction for the person that did it because they just did a thing. Uh, and there's no satisfaction for the person that got it because there was no effort put in. And so I think that's I think that's kind of the maybe the long sort of winded version of the, the Chris Rock story was right. when they just like, hey, can you come change my tire for me? Nobody wants to do it. And when someone says, man, that dude needs some help. Yeah. Like that guy man, needs that some guy help. that
0: guy's pushing his car. We need to go help him out. Yeah, 100% agree with
2: everything you just said.
1: Um, <laughs> I think that was the big point at the end that you made. Um, for me anyway, is that like, you want to see somebody putting in that effort and like, you never want to feel like you're doing somebody's work for them otherwise it's like like you do like, you, you have a group project and you're like have five people when you're doing all the work it's like oh, that's that's, that's kind of what it feels yeah, like that's just
2: group projects yeah. <laughs> that's work too though that's that's, that's true that's a lot yeah. of life
1: <laughs> um so yeah i think that's the big part for me um and like when you like even if somebody's like pushing their car, they're, like, running through the mud, going nowhere. Like, you see somebody putting in that work, like, you can see their heart in it. You can see that passion, and it's, like, when you see or you feel that type of energy from somebody, it's, like, a magnet, and it's, like, even if they're not going somewhere, you can, like, that drive to go somewhere is always going to be there, and it's, like, you want to be a part of that, help them push through that, and, like, eventually, see their success because most likely you can relate to that
0: at some right. point in your life too there there's sort of uh, an energy boost sometimes too or something refreshing yeah. It's like when i see a new photographer pick up a camera i'm always like that kind of reminds me of who i was back then because i was in your shoes and now i want to help you get past the obstacles that i went through right because i mean i wish there was someone for me <laughs> you know <laughs> that helped me back then um which, which brings, my, brings me to my next point. Um, whenever you were in that tough spot, that shift in your life, when you were coming up on something new or you were starting something new, what is the one thing
2: you wish you would have heard from somebody? Honestly, the thing I'm going to bring it back to is the same thing that I kind of heard from the recruiter is it's okay to fail. Um, and I think this is kind of even to draw back again to kind of our points on social media and things like that. I think we live in a very failure-averse society. Mm. Uh, we don't want to fail. Being bad at something, not making it is not okay. Every single movie with an inspirational message is, look, he persevered. He overcame. That thing that people said was impossible, he did it. Um, but reality is very different than that. In reality, we fail a lot. There's a thing that we're not good at. Or there's just something that, you know, I just say, I can't I can't do this. Or I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I, why would I put this effort in and persevere and overcome this? I'm not going to gain any kind of benefit from doing this. I'm just going to make myself miserable. And I'm not going to be happy I achieved this goal. Um, but for me, I had, had I enjoyed a lot of success early at life. I was able to apply myself and get good grades, even when I did apply myself. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and... So, it but it was hitting those points of when I started to get bad grades, when I started to fail, I didn't know what to do because failing was not okay. I had to succeed. Right. Um, and so I think really at that moment when I was really struggling, when I couldn't figure out, you know, do I just full commit to this degree? Do I full commit to this change in my life and my career? Um, I wish I could have just gone back, you know, my recruiting question, I wish I could have gone back and just said, it's okay to fail. You know what? If you messed up, if this is not it, pick yourself up, move on. That's okay. Like it doesn't matter. Um, Because every time, you know, I I feel like I just got beat down by each one of those things. I'm just like, I can't do this. I guess I got to go pick something else, but I just can't do this, or I'm just not good enough to get this. So I think telling myself that failure is okay, I can set a goal and I don't reach that goal. And as long as I understand that I'm saying, you know what, I choose not to reach this goal. And I think that that's the smartest choice for me. I think that for me, being okay with failure was something I really, I probably even still struggle with, but I mean, it took me, it took me a long time to really work on that one. Hmm
1: yeah that's a big one um i think mine would be it's okay to take your time um i feel like i'm an extremely competitive person so (laughs) like and i I think i can be envious at times too Mm. so like i can see somebody on instagram with something i'm like damn i want that or like damn i wish i was (laughs) like there right now doing xyz um so like I feel this pressure to like just get everything instantly and I think that's something that I've worked on the last since like this summer um it's just taking things incrementally and um I'm one of those people who like my I feel like my personality kind of like transcends through different areas of my life so like who I am at home is who I am when I'm at the gym is who I am at work and who I am at school. I can't really compartmentalize myself that well um, in different areas. So I try to um, treat everything the same. So like my workouts, I'm trying to like build up to running at a certain speed or a certain distance. And instead of just jumping in and like, okay, I'm going to run six miles every day, at like seven minutes per mile. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> slow down. Like, <laughs> start with a very realistic goal and like build on top of that each month and like maybe take it one step at a time um, instead of rushing to get where you want to go.
0: Nice. Well, cool. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining me. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> this was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was re- really, really interesting to hear all y'all's wisdom. Um, Join us back for Jet 4 next week. Uh, this has been Brad and Keaton. Um, you'll see them on TikTok or Instagram. I don't know. Do you guys have any plugins or anything you want to good. say? No? Nah. <laughs> cool. We got Shipley's um, and, and I think one Kalachi left. So feel free to. I'm good.